Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights. Okay, here's the deal with Nicole. Live from Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. She's just going to tell it like it is. Nicole is, uh, she's very wise. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Here is your host, Nicole Griffin. Welcome in. Happy Monday. Ticket weeknights with Nicole Griffith alongside Nick Sainer. And Harrison is on the boards today. Guys, how are we doing? Good. How are you doing, Nicole? I'm great. Harrison? Doing great. Amazing. Um, I'm a little stressed, per usual. Um, I'm not stressed. Nervous? Maybe a better word. So I was talking to Sip. I talked to him, I don't know, disclaimer, every Monday. He like preps me. He like pumps, really? me. He pumps me up for my show. That's good, though. And he said, okay, you got to do good today. Today's a good radio day. It's rainy outside, so you got to hit it. So I'm a little... I'm a little nervous. I hope that I don't do a bad job. Every day is a good day for radio. Says the guy who's on radio every day. Yep. That's just my opinion. Every day is a good day for radio. Oh, your opinion. Yep, my opinion. Hmm. Let's start it out early. So, <laughs> today's been doomy, doomy and gloomy. Yes. But, um, you know, we're getting through it. The rain. We need the rain. I think we need the rain. Do Shout the f- out farmers. Sometimes yeah. too much rain is bad. You don't want flooding, so... That's um, true. That's a good point. My first week on the job three years ago, uh, th- my, I had my three year at 10-11 in March. My first week on the job, I was live in Columbus for this, the flooding in the spring. Oh. And then a Columbus, week later- Nebraska. Yes. And then I was, I was live covering 10 miles getting fired. My so, my initial thought instantly was just- Sports. Columbus, Ohio. No. And I was like, oh, what was happening in Columbus, Ohio? Columbus, Nebraska. Yeah, the flooding- it's been a, it's been a wild couple of days of of some storms. You had the big tornado in Kansas, and we were, Nebraska was supposed to get tornadoes on Friday night, and then you got severe weather to an extent, I suppose. Um, I guess Council Bluffs was in a tornado warning on on Friday night. Was that true? Uh, mm, good question. Okay, I I didn't know. If not I, a meteorologist over here. That's fine. Harrison's shaking his head, so maybe they were. Um, and then now to today we had rain all day. Just and that's the interesting thing here is like. So I'm from South Dakota. I feel like people who follow me or have mm. followed my know my life is that I'm from South Dakota and I'm from Rapid City, which is the other side of the state. Yes, so long ways away. Lo- Eight hours. Lo- and that depends on what you consider long. So um, there's people who are like uh, Carter is from way up, way up north. Near north the Dakota. border. Yes. So he's long ways yeah, away. Long, long ways away. So 
I, I don't. What's your like road trip cutoff? When do you commit to flying oh. over driving? Also, 402-464-5685 is the hotline you call and text in. Um, not specifically to this question. This is just a no. question in general. Um, but Colin, we want to hear from you today, and we'll talk. So hold your thought. Yeah, we will get fine. back to that. Um, today exciting show it's may 2nd and of course we have nebraska football <laughs> to talk about so i already had i was working on my outline last week or uh last night and i have the nfl draft uh, obviously we want to get to um oshawn mathis committing um we had a little bit of a discussion about that last week with his 12 minute description video we'll talk about that we have mitch sherman coming on at 6 35 because we have some other Nebraska football news to talk about. The NCAA uh, investigation infractions came down on Scott Frost and the Nebraska football program. So we will talk to Mitch about it because I feel like he's a lot more educated on this topic mm -hmm. than I am. And then we'll talk some <laughs> NBA playoffs. I fell asleep during the entire Warriors game. Oh, so, so maybe the NBA playoffs are boring? Oh, hmm. Oh, as the person who hates oh maybe Sammy. the person that got blasted on live radio last week. You got blasted. Yes. Why? Yes, that was after I said Carter released or Carter sent out or tweeted out the the little audio clip from last week saying that I hate the NBA playoffs and they're boring, and then you immediately telling me to shut up. Oh, that clip. That clip. Right. So people don't like that you think that. What do you mean? They don't like they they're anti. Yeah, pe people didn't like that. I didn't like the NBA. Mm. So, so listen, I'm personal. just saying it's nothing personal against the association. Sunday and the <laughs> <laughs> Sunday we we uh, I brunched pretty hard and then I came oh. back and then next thing I knew there was eight seconds left in the game. Is is brunching a normal thing for you? Do you brunch every Sunday? Not every Sunday, no. I, I feel like that takes the kind of the pizzazz out of brunch. Going every Sunday? Yeah. Like it's it's gotta be like a once every couple months thing. Like, let's go to brunch. It's hype. Wow. I'd say like once a month. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Four weeks, yeah. That's good. Once every four weeks. Um we'll talk some so we'll talk some NBA playoffs very briefly. We're not gonna analyze it. We're just gonna mm -hmm. talk about the fact that I fell asleep during it. Yeah, so that's, that's what fun. we're going to talk about. Um Baylor Shireman has na narrowed it down to five. Mm -hmm. Um if Per his agent, uh, and those five consist of an ACC, two ACC schools, one SEC school, and Creighton and Nebraska. Mm. So no pressure, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that is so it's Arkansas, Clemson, Creighton, Duke, and Nebraska. And I think one thing that's interesting is Arkansas is pulling a lot of recruits. They pulled a recruit yeah. away from Gonzaga. They it's the must bus. Arkansas is on the rise. They're also out of scholarships. Oh, so you so looked into this. That's what is interesting to an even deeper extent is that they are out of scholarships. So they're going to have to clear up a little bit of space, hmm. which you would imagine any team would for a player of caliber like Baylor Shireman. I mean, Nebraska, here's a little, little close to home, make it feel good about Nebraska men's basketball. They beat out Kansas and Kentucky for Baylor Shireman. It's crazy. So. Crazy, crazy. Make, we'll talk about makes that. Makes feel good. Does it? I think. They're I, in the top five. Who's the leader? 20% chance. Is that, yeah, was this just alphabetical? No, because Duke Definitely would not, not be, yeah, A, B, C, yeah, A, C, C, D, N. That's alphabetical. Okay, so who's the leader? I don't know. We'll talk. You don't want to take a, do take we need a to, stab at it? Do we take bets? We can't bet, right? That's illegal. 
Well, we can we can hypothetically bet. Okay. We'll think about it during the yeah, show. Yeah. We'll, we'll come we'll, back we'll to put, it. We'll put betting odds on each team. And this will be fun. <laughs> and Vegas, the, Nick. Coming up in the second hour is a discussion that kind of came to light over this weekend. What is youth sports ticket prices? So not what you have to pay to sign your kid up to play for the season. Not what you have to pay in equipment or travel fees. It's the gate gate ticket prices for parents and for siblings to come and watch disclaimer i don't have kids i don't have kids in youth sports ah. uh i know it's oh, surprising well, shocked uh, me I'm, i gotta go pick my kids up from daycare <laughs> um no i don't have kids but um there was a tweet that's been circulating around from the kansas city area that um a mom didn't have enough money and cash to pay and she got was turned away yeah and had kids and couldn't watch her her son or daughter play. So just something I want to talk about. Uh, it's nothing like we're not out to get any of these facilities. It's just disheartening that um, these prices are are high. Well, it puts things in perspective, like how expensive youth sports has become and how much about and money. And you're a part of it. And Yeah, yeah. In a, in a way, yeah. And how expensive and just... The $500 how much, bats? Yeah. Oh, I... You found out about that. Yeah, I went off on one day on, on bats and, and baseball. You're like, let me get off my equipment. soapbox, but let me continue to yeah, talk I, about I, I it. Yeah, I need to continue. That was one of the days I had to do for Sean's show by myself, and I was like, you know what? Let's scrape the bottom of the barrel and teach people about how bats are made and why you don't need to spend $400 for an 8-year-old's bat. Um, and it actually worked out really well. I had a couple people reach out to me on Twitter that asked me advice. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it actually was okay. Maybe someone was maybe, listening. Maybe somebody actually took what I said to heart. Uh, but no, it, like you said, it puts things in perspective on you know how expensive youth sports have become and how much about money it is nowadays, which mm-hmm. is kind of sad if you think about it. So we'll hit that in the second hour. So fun show today. I feel like I say this every week. Not a lot going on. It's May 2nd. I'm going to be saying that come August, November, October, August. November. The day after, the Monday after the Ireland game. Not you know, a lot going on. Not a lot to talk about, you fun guys. Fun show ahead, though. <laughs> uh, so... Okay, good stuff. So, well, uh, I was going to say, like, kind of pick your poison. What do you want to talk about? The NFL draft or O'Shawn O'Shawn Mathis or the infractions that came down. But we're going to talk with Mitch Sherman in the second second block. So maybe not the infractions that came down today, right now. So we'll just get into the draft. I have not been – I've never been a big draft person. I never really stood it. I never really understood it. Mm. That was – I uh, mixed up my words there, but I have not been as invested, I think, in a draft until this year when I feel like this is coming. This is my fourth football season covering the Huskers, and I feel like I interviewed Cam Jurgens, or I remember doing like a scrum interview with Jurgens. Our first okay, time out. Explain scrum. Oh, uh, TV talk, like okay. um, just media availability. All of us around. Oh, okay, perfect. Thank you. So, I wasn't like one-on-one interviewing him. It all was right. like all the beat guys. You were in a scrum. I don't okay. know why I had to explain that if you did, already did knew. Did you know? No, no, I knew what scrum meant, but I didn't know what you meant by a scrum interview. Okay. So, we're good. It's just we're good. We got it now. Okay. Cool. I, I just want I want to make sure, you know, yeah. make sure listeners are understanding. Yeah, sorry. I that. come from TV world and radio world is different. So, thank you for for clarifying me on that. You're Checks fine. and balances. So I remember interviewing or being in the interview. It was must have been the spring game of 2019 because mm. it was like my first in like, I don't know, first time really meeting the players. And 
I, so we hold the, we do like off the shoulder interviews, you know, it's like, it's not on a tripod. So we're holding the camera and the mic and I was there. The Jurgens' media availability went 22 minutes. Which is long for a player. Long. Yeah. And I like, to this day, Kevin will still, Kevin Suits will still joke with me about like Jurgens. Jur- like I was just like triggered about Cam Jurgens, and that's when I first realized how intense mm-hmm. Nebraska media is. Is they were like, "How did Scott tell you? When did he tell you? What did you have for lunch? What were you eating when he told you? How much <laughs> weight do you have to put on? Have you put on any weight going from tight end to sender? It's like, what part of the day did he tell you?" And I was just like, "Why do we care Welcome so much about this?" kid Welcome transferring to tra- changing positions but now now it makes sense yes. four years later three or four years later he is now the 51st overall pick in the nfl draft going to the philadelphia eagles first takeaway number 51 went 51st i did not know that takeaway that's, I did, a, that's a good one there. i didn't notice that until someone pointed it out and i was like how did I not notice that? He is number 51. Is that like pre-determination? De- de- did they, destination? Did they, did they, they intentionally that? do that? They said, well, crap, we're the 51st pick. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, did he know when he was, he's like, I'm going to be when number 51. When he switched numbers. He's like, Mate, what's a good late draft pick number? Not late draft, late, but late. What, in like what if the, he probably wanted, he should have been number three. What would, would that have been in the second round? 51? 19th. 19th. 32. So how, yeah. how how brilliant, how crazy, how interesting of Scott Frost to change him from the state's yeah. best tight end to a center and have him go 51st overall in the draft. It's definitely been one of those few and far between success stories, though. Like, they developed him well. Greg Austin developed him well. Greg Austin was at his draft party. I did see that picture. Which I thought that was... uh, Very wholesome. Great. Yeah, very interesting as well. Interesting. Um, It's his coach. It is his coach, but it shows... Like, when Greg Austin was fired last year, it was a big deal to the offensive line room because they just continued... They never were shy about talking about how much Greg Austin meant to them. Mm -hmm. When he was their coach, after he he was let go, they were never shy about letting people know how much they cared about Greg Austin and how much they felt like Greg Austin cared about them. So mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, it just didn't pan out on the field. But no, it was definitely one of the, the success stories of development for this staff that have been few and far between at across all positions where a guy has been able to make a move from, from a different position, put on, ba- uh, put on uh, body weight, h- handle his weight correctly, and then turns out into an NFL draftee. I feel like the only blemish on cam jurgen's resume is really only the beginning when it was the snap issues exactly and that's imagine and that's probably he didn't really have much practice at it in high school yeah he wasn't a center he was a tight end he was a running back he i don't know i want i don't really remember what that 22 minute interview was three years ago but i wonder i wonder what he said about it back then it's interesting because like we when you talk about Cam Jurgens, like the instantly the first thing that I remember about Cam Jurgens is this is most recent, is in Oklahoma when he continued to block that dude downfield and got penalized for it. Like I was I was at Norman and I was like, whoa! Like Cam just continued, just kept on going, the and pancakes. that's like 
that was the first time, and maybe it was because uh, it was because it was in a game that Nebraska versus Oklahoma, and there's tradition there, right? And I'm like, that looked like the Nebraska football that we've heard about from the '90s. Like that looked like a Nebraska football player for the first time in a very long time. And then he got whistled for a flag or whatever on it, and I was like, okay, well, this is kind of stupid. But and Cam is getting such high praise. You've seen the Kelsey, um, what's his first name? Jason. Jason. Travis's brother. Yes. Um, Jason Kelsey. I always want to say Travis Kelsey, but yeah. that's I know the difference. I'm I'm educated. I just don't always know their full names. Nicole's educated. I went to college. I know. Go Yotes. Go Yotes. I know things. Um, stuff and things, <laughs> which I don't know how many people got drafted from USD. Maybe some free agent signings. Uh, we can find that out real quick. Doesn't matter. Not important. So. Jason Kelsey was quoted, he just signed a one-year contract mm-hmm. and basically had to find his replacement, and he's picking Cam Jurgens, which is amazing. And my question is, I made a comment. I was like, and no one freak out. This is just my opinion. This is just my thoughts. But I was like, I don't really know how I feel about Philadelphia for Cam. It doesn't, Like a Midwest yeah, kid going over there, and someone was like, what do you mean? They're blue-collar. and they're." T-. I'm like, yes, a lot City of teams of are. Love. They, they love him. Philia. So I, I I guess I just I never know what? where to think these players should go until they go somewhere and then it's like oh yeah maybe where, that makes sense where would be the perfect fit just with optics for Cam Jurgens optics meaning like it would look good <sighs> put the football aside and and the depth chart at that at that uh, that football team I feel like. Dallas? See, that's the first one that came to my mind. Really? But I'm like, I'm like, eh, I don't like that. Okay, put um, the football aside. Yes, put the football aside. Dallas, like he Houston. Would look... No, like a I wouldn't Midwest say Midwest boy. What? I, like, I could see Buffalo, mm. just because it's like cold, and I and, and it's cold in Philadelphia, but like Green Bay, Denver, Denver, Kansas City. Yeah. Like, I couldn't see him going out to, like, Los Angeles. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, like, Cam Jurgens in a Rams uniform? Nah. My sister got a picture with the the Rams lineman that everyone loves. Aaron Donald. No. Um, Whitmore? Oh, Andrew. Yeah, the Walter Payton Man of the Year? Yes, him. Yes. My sister was in Vegas during the draft. I don't think it coincides because she's not a sports person. My buddy was in Vegas at the time of the draft, and he's not diehard in the NFL, and I'm like... He went for a Michael Bublé concert because a new, <laughs> a new a new a new casino was opening, and so his family stayed at the casino. And Michael Michael Bublé was the first concert that the casino. What that, are you talking about yourself? Is no, this, I you, wish for a friend. Gosh, I wish I, I would have loved to be in Vegas last week, not only for the Michael Bublé concert, but for. <laughs> The NFL draft. Not for the draft. I am going, <laughs> for, the going for the Michael Bublé I No, I wanted it. I wanted to be there so bad. Um, yeah, dang, that would have been great. But no, um, and he they were sending me pictures from the NFL draft, and they're like, yeah, it's just right outside the Bellagio, like it's just sitting on the fountains. The sets are sitting on the fountains, and I was like, man, this is pain to see the pictures. The dream. Yeah, and I wasn't there. Sad. Um, maybe next year. It's in Kansas City. So fun fact, I tried to book a, ho- a hotel for it when it came out. They're not giving or they're not allowing people to make reservations yet. At least when when they announced that it was in Kansas City cuz it was the weekend So hotels can't won't accept your inv- Not I, I, at that time they they wouldn't cuz I was in Kansas City a week before they announced it. And I you was You were like, in Kansas City last night. 
I was. Do you like frequent flyer, frequent driver? I, I do enjoy Kansas City a lot. So are you a? I know you're a Cubs fan. Yeah. But are you a Royals fan? Or why well, so, did they play? They didn't play. No, 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 no. So it was more of just like a getaway thing. Actually, it was with my buddy that went to Vegas. They're big baseball guys. Um, played baseball with them in high school, and they uh, there was like seven of us that went down. On uh, they went down Saturday night. I was planning to go down Saturday night. Forgot my cousin's wedding reception, so I had to stay in town for my cousin's wedding reception. Wow, what a good cousin you are! I know. So I stayed in town for the cousin's wedding reception. Then went up, left Lincoln at six ten yesterday morning. Drove down to KC, one ten first pitch for Yankees Royals. Came back seven fifteen slow pitch softball game last night at Mahoney. It was a, it was a heck of a day yesterday. Wow. Got sunburnt. Places to be. Got run ruled in slow pitch softball. Wow. It was not good. Not good. Not good. It was a bad. We just didn't have it. Like, all the people that went to Kansas City were on the slow pitch softball team. I think we were just, you know, worn out. So. Maybe maybe next time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you guys are tired from. Anyways, not important. So, um, back to the NFL draft. Cam Jurgens, number 51, goes 51st overall to the Eagles. Cam Taylor Britt, 60th overall. Nine picks later, he gets the call from former nebraska quarterback zach taylor i made the mistake i said and i was interviewing cam i said husker former husker coach i meant player because oh, they're no. both players i it was on a zoom it was fine he didn't he brushed it off that's good um but they ran it in the 10 11 podcast and i was, sports podcast and i was like nicole how did you um how do you guys set up those interviews do you have them pre-planned like hey Meet up with a like hang out, come come like talk to so us. So some after. people some people are very um available and yeah. re- uh, responsive on social media, uh, and that's kind of or we have their phone numbers. Yeah. Um. Some people are very not responsive, and it's just like they they don't do interviews. Yeah. So, but and it's like you don't want to. I don't want to say like names or anything because no, like, absolutely so, not. And I'm not saying like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that like some people do get interviews with these people, and other people don't. Mm-hmm. So like I might not get interviews with them, but Sip does. Yeah. And it's exactly. also because he's been here for. Yeah. Um, teen years. So 50. 50. Did, um, have you heard it? He's, we, me and Nathan challenged him to a push up contest. I've been seeing that on Twitter. Yeah. I have. I wasn't expecting to get the legs that it did. Sip also, but followed me on TikTok. Oh, no. I didn't know you had a TikTok. Do you talk? I do talk. The, the new sound where it's like, my money don't jiggle jiggle. You know that one? Have you seen that sound? No. Okay. Harrison. In the folder, there's um, <laughs> it is it'll be in the captain's folder from Friday. You were on the captain's show today. I was. You're on what? Are the people getting sick of you? There's a chance, <laughs> but in the captain's folder, um, if you click on it, then you'll uh, be able to pull it up, and it'll say it'll have like the my money don't jiggle jiggle. Anyway, it just if you find it, that's great. Anyway. Play ad- it whenever you find it. Addicted, it can interrupt us. Addicted to that TikTok sound. I just can't dance. So I didn't know. Oh, you can't do it. I can't do it. Interesting. Like, yeah, I saw a notification that said SSS Ipple has followed you. And I was S-S-S like SSS Ipple? Like Sipple. Sipple. SSS Sipple. Yeah. He's like a secret spy. Yeah, I was like, you're on TikTok? That's weird. Are you, you going to go check it out? Also, um, fun fact I learned during the NFL draft is who Mr. Irrelevant is. Had no idea that uh, was a thing. So the more you know. Also, the more you know. Wow, I'm all over the place. Are you going to play it, Harrison? No, the uh, the computer froze, oh, unfortunately. Um, tangents. So, Mr. Irrele- Irrelevant was Chubba Purdy's brother. Yeah, and I saw the yeah! video I saw the video of them celebrating, which was super, super cool. Love those videos. 
I couldn't find Chuba in the video. Maybe he was hiding. Maybe he was hiding. He didn't want to be seen. Didn't want to be maybe, spotted. Maybe he was throwing passes, working on his craft, <laughs> ready for the season. He was outside throwing Putting in work. post passes, post routes. Okay, so we <laughs> kind of just are – so Cam Jurgens, Cam Taylor-Britt, Wondell Robinson, mm. all of this stuff that I want to talk about, undrafted free agent signings, but we need to take a break. Uh, we'll hit a little bit on it after this break, and then also we'll have Mitch Sherman on to talk about Nebraska's NCAA uh, penalties. This is Take a Weeknights with Nicole Griffith. We're, we'll be back right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffin. Welcome back in. Take a weeknight. I'm your host, Nicole Griffith, alongside Nick Sainert and Harrison, who doesn't have a last name. Harrison, what's your last name? Harrison Arns. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. So Harrison doesn't have a last name. <laughs> now he does. <laughs> Welcome to the Last Name Club. <laughs> Welcome, Harrison. So, okay, we kind of went right into, we've been talking NFL, or NFL draft, Nebraska Huskers. Um Wondell Robinson went before Cam, both Cams, mm-hmm. Cam Jurgens and Cam Taylor Britt, to the Giants. And some people want to talk about one; they want to support him. Some people don't want to support him because he left Nebraska. I think it's awesome. I think that he got drafted, and you know he took a chance on himself, and he needed a different scenery, different situation. Yeah. Um, I think there was some noise in his camp and some noise in Nebraska's camp, but um, at the end of the day, his goal is to play in the NFL, and he got that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good pick for, for Wandale. Even though he was projected to go lower, I I wasn't surprised to see him go in the second round. Um, I think the Giants are an interesting fit because they have Kadarius Toney, who's a guy from Florida who they drafted two years ago now. Uh, he'll be entering his second year, and they play football very similar. Like they're they're both similar type of players where they're smaller, um, a little quicker, twitchier, things like that. So it's interesting that they normally teams will have just one of those guys. Like Kansas City only has one guy like Tyreek Hill, or or Miami has now they have two. They had one guy like Jalen Waddle, or uh, the Arizona Cardinals had one guy like Rondale Moore. Now the Giants have two in Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson. So I think that's interesting to see how they use him. But in, in terms of the whole conversation with, you know, Nebraska fans not being happy that he left Nebraska or whatever, like you you hit it on the head. He took a shot at himself on, on himself and took a chance on himself and Kentucky give credit to them because they used him in a way that made him the most successful wide receiver in the whole entire SEC conference. He was just the SEC wide receiver of the year as well. Yeah, like, and worked himself into a second-round pick. So, like, I'm all for 
Wandale Robinson, man, like great job. You're in, you're a member of the New York Giants, and you're gonna have Daniel Jones throwing you footballs. <laughs> Speaking of member of the New York Giants, we have um, a plethora of undrafted free agent signings. Uh, Austin Allen to the Giants, Damian Daniels, Texans, JoJo Doman, Colts, Deontay Williams, Seahawks, and Ben Stilley Dolphins. I am a little shocked that two, maybe three of those names are on that list and not JoJo. drafted. Mm-hmm. JoJo's one of them. JoJo's been one that, that's been interesting. I, I wonder if it's the injury situation. I wonder if um, it's also size at six one like 200 and some pounds. I, I wonder what kind of position he'd play, whether it be outside linebacker or, or what. I, I see him as a, as a key role on somebody's special teams. I, I'm curious on how they'll navigate or you know work through his body type and, and where they'll try to get his desired weight to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Another person, Austin Allen, yes. Big Ten tight end of the year, 6'8". Six seven, six eight, six nine. Not six nine. Not six nine. That's a lie. Um, he signed with the Giants, and you see right away minutes after the draft is over, people have their yeah. free agent signings. So I feel bad for these guys. Um, I mean, I don't feel bad. Like they're undrafted free agents, and they they have a chance. Like you didn't yeah. get drafted, but you know maybe this is some motivation. But you do feel bad. Like they went one, two, three days without hearing their name called. And JoJo Doman's name was on the board as mm, best Mel Kuyper's best available forever. Yeah. Oh, and then Samari Toure. Wow, I completely ignored Were you him. Surprised? On... Were you surprised that he was drafted? Not really. Okay, good. I've yeah. heard some. I've heard some talk that he. I completely ignored him. Some whispers. He was on the backers. My bad, Samari. <laughs> so what's interesting? So when he left and, and came to Nebraska, he was projected as like a seventh round guy. Comes to Nebraska, has a really successful season, and I stays honestly, as a stays as a, as a seventh round guy. But I honestly thought maybe he would could have worked the way he tested pre draft. Was I, I was I was not going to be surprised if he he went sixth round or, or around that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a bow that we're going to put on the NFL draft. Maybe we'll talk about it in the second hour. We never know. Uh, I want to bring in Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. He joins us on the phone. He is our first guest today, and this is his first time on my show. Mitch, we appreciate you taking the time. Are you ready to talk some Nebraska football penalties? I'm ready to talk whatever you want. Oh, okay. Uh, How's your day? I mean, if you want to talk draft, we can talk draft. I liked your conversation there. Great to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll start with the draft. Um, any of the undrafted free agent or free agents that you were surprised didn't get drafted? Yeah, I would echo what you guys were saying about about uh, Doman and uh, and Austin Allen. I mean, they're both combine combine invites, um, and I thought tested well enough to to uh, hear their names called. Um, I do think that with JoJo, it was in part his his age um, six year seniors are just a little bit devalued uh, in comparison to a guy like Cam Jurgens um, or even Cam Taylor Britt. Um, you know, they're, they're, they came in at the same time in, in 2018. Jojo was two years before that in 2016. So, you know, you're getting a little bit less of, uh, of a player's career in the NFL. If you're drafting that guy and he has some position ambiguity, um, there is the injury uh, situation coming out of his senior year, but then also the knee um, stuff that he had early in his career. So um, I do think that he'll have a really good chance to stick with the Colts. Um, and the same thing for Austin Allen. Um, I, I think that, that that 
he's going to make a good pro and he's going to turn himself into somebody who eventually gets on the field as an offensive player. But those guys are going to have to do it on special teams at the start. That's the path as a as an undrafted free agent. So those are the two that surprised me um, somewhat. I, I thought we would hear their names on well, JoJo maybe on uh, both on day on day three. I don't I don't think. I had an expectation that JoJo would be a third-round pick, but fourth, fifth, uh, absolutely. And then they're going to make it, and then we're going to hear the storylines about how they were not drafted, and that's all we're going to hear about whenever they make a great yeah, there's, play. There's so many of those out there, um, so many undrafted free agents that go on to have great careers. So I, I think that those two guys of the of the ex-Huskers who, who we saw sign deals after the draft, they have the best chance. And this is not really a trick question, but um, who do you see of the three players that were drafted to have the longevity in the in the NFL? Well, I, Cam Jurgens, um, I think, is going to be because his potential is so untapped. He's so so new to the center position, um, and, and and he's got a great mentor in Jason Kelsey. Um, you know what Kelsey had to say about Cam on on draft night was. Um, was remarkable to hear. It's just not really something that you hear from some from from a veteran player mm-hmm. who who's got someone coming in drafted high to 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 be his replacement. Um, obviously, Kelsey as a as an All Pro has plenty of job security and, and is going to hold that position until he decides to retire or you know there's a change in his contract status. But um, I, I think that Kelsey sees what a lot of people see in Cam Jurgens and what Scott Frost saw in Cam Jurgens. Uh, from probably before he got to campus, well, Frost only had a couple of weeks to to evaluate Cam Jurgens after he took the job at Nebraska in 2017. But even even in those early days, I, I know that they had visions of him as a center, a position that he had never played, and he's so new at that. Even after um, spending these four seasons at Nebraska, that that uh, I think that that he'll have a long career if if uh, if he stays healthy. How unique is that that? Cam, or yeah, Cam Jurgens was a tight end, was a running back, one of the state's best athletes, turns lineman, especially a center. Obviously, he had some snapping issues in the beginning, but completely changes positions and goes second round, 51st overall in the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, it's not unheard of. Um, you know, one thing that Wisconsin has done historically so well in, in grooming offensive linemen um, and, and they're known for offensive linemen and, and linebackers, but but uh, and running backs. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. one thing they've done so well is to take athletes. You know, I, I've seen players at Wisconsin, you know, who work high school quarterbacks and turn into offensive tackles. And um, that's not exactly what happened with Cam Jurgens, but uh, you know, his in his time as a high school athlete of Beatrice with what he did in track and in football, um, and just the frame that he had, it, it was it was not all that outlandish to think that he was going to do something different. Um, maybe we didn't know what it was, but he was going to do something different at the college level and have an opportunity to play in the NFL just because of the, of the athlete that, that he is. And, and he tests like a tight end. Um, if you, I think if you stack his numbers in, in his, his lifting numbers to his running numbers, everything that he does, the agility stuff, he doesn't go out there and he doesn't look like a, a center at all. I mean, some of his numbers are comparable to defensive players at the edge rusher spot, which is, you know, crazy to think for a center. So um, it, it's, it's, um, it's not something that we've seen at Nebraska. Um, really the, the, the offensive linemen historically that Nebraska has produced have been guys that came to Nebraska as offensive linemen. 
but uh, but I have seen it at, at some other schools, and, and Wisconsin definitely comes to mind. We're joined with Mitch Sherman of The Athletic talking some Nebraska football. And, Mitch, I want to transition into the news that came down today. Obviously, I had a lot of football talk, wanted to talk about the draft, wanted to talk about O'Shawn Mathis, and then we get Nebraska mm-hmm. football is penalized for violating NCAA rules. We saw the press conference um, or the media availability that Trevin – uh, Scott had Scott Frost and Trev Alberts had this offseason or I don't remember when it was but it was when it was, when they came out and it was very very uncomfortable and they addressed the fact that they were under an NCA investigation now the the repercussions the the they're out what does this they were dropped today what was your initial reaction um, when you saw what the NCAA has implemented on Nebraska football yeah, that was August 18th, so it was 10 days before the start of the season. And, and you know, I think he that knows. negative vibe... This is why day, we have Mitch on the yeah, show. I remember yeah. That was uncomfortable. I, I think that negative vibe from that day, and it was unco- very uncomfortable for Scott Frost and, and all mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the people who were standing there around him. I don't, I don't know that it was, it was extremely uncomfortable for Trev Alberts. He, he, he seemed, not that he enjoyed it by any, by any stretch. You don't want to be in that situation, but uh, he was... He, he, he was the reason that Nebraska had that that uh, media availability that day. I, th- I think we could all tell from the way that that one went that there was one person up there who wanted to talk about it and get out in front of it and, and, and send a message, and there was another who would have preferred not to not to have been there in front of the cameras and, and the uh, and the and the reporters that day. And you know, I, I think some of that some of that negativity um, we felt it through the week after that and leading into the Illinois game. And you know, I think that that. Uh, it had a role um, on the in the way that the season started last year, which is really unfortunate, and it's probably good um, that this this news today is happening on May second instead of September second or August second, mm-hmm. because it's so far removed from anything that's uh, important to the result of a game. Uh, it could, you know, and I wrote uh, I wrote about it today, and I wrote that the timing of this today couldn't have been any better. Where the timing when, when we initially heard about this investigation really couldn't have been any worse. So that's, I guess, some good karma, finally, for Nebraska when it comes to really anything that has to do with timing. And for, for the last five years, or you could say 20 years, um, Nebraska's timing has been about as bad as, as it gets in college football with, uh, with events that, that, that have happened that have shaped this program. So um, it's, it, was, it was somewhat um, underwhelming, um, the, the, uh, the results of the investigation. You know, we, we, we learned – Officially, that uh, Nebraska was using Jonathan Rutledge, the special teams analyst from 2020, in a in an impermissible role. That 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 was reported um, back in in August of last year by Brett McMurphy, and it was essentially confirmed by by Trev Alberts on that day when he said that this is this is something that happened, and and you know we're we're facing it, we're dealing with it. So we didn't necessarily learn about a lot about what Nebraska did wrong. It was just the um, you know the sanctions were were imposed, and you know the show cause for Scott Frost is insignificant. Um, he has a job right now, so um, the, the generally show causes are are implemented to prevent a coach who's been fired from getting a job elsewhere. Um, that's not the situation with Scott Frost, and and, and this is going to last a year. So if he's looking for employment. Um, in nine months, uh, the school that is considering hiring him is going to have to deal with him having a show cause. But he'll have already served his 
his uh, his five game suspension. I'm sorry, his five day suspension. Not five games. Yeah, much, yeah. people five much people have much said the same. Uh, You're not the first situation. person to say that. So we we quick to correct, <laughs> but it's just easy to. It's it's so yes. five. Oh yes, yeah, so that's a question. Um, like fi- these five, five days, days. Five days. When does that come? Yeah. Well, Nebraska's not saying. Um, it's to be determined. Uh, it's the official answer from Nebraska. Um, I would say it's 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 uh, either during a, a you know the middle of preseason camp um, because the championship season it was which is how it was defined by the NCAA that that starts at the beginning of preseason camp um, that is any time during the for the fall season um, so he could do it maybe week two or three um, you don't want to do it at the beginning you, you probably don't want to do it right before the Northwestern game when you're heavy in in game prep. Um, or, you know, he could, he could look at a bye week um, and we'd have to, you know, clarify exactly how those five days line up with um, whether the team is, is at work. I mean, you, you can't, you can't give the team three days off. I would imagine during a bye week and then, and then have him serve three of his five days on those three days. Um, I wouldn't think it's, there is some specific language in the infractions report and as the season gets closer, I'm sure we'll examine that and, and, you know, probably get some answers in a few months on on when he intends to take those five days and, and stay away from Memorial Stadium. We're speaking to Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Mitch, one more before we uh, let you go. Let's talk a little bit of recruiting, I guess, slash commit, slash just depth in general. O'Shawn commits over the weekend. Big get for Nebraska. They, they steered him away from, from Texas. Uh, how do we feel about the, the front seven as a whole now, as, as Casey Rogers is – Firmly in the transfer portal. Um, obviously, Jordan Riley. They've had a lot of attrition at that at that position group. How do we feel about the front seven in general? And then, I guess, kind of a piggyback on that. Where do we think Nebraska's staff will go for transfer portal additions the rest of the off season here? Yeah, well, answer the second part first. Um, you know, they brought in Devin Drew, the, um, the the target from from Texas Tech, and there, there are others in the SEC who have. Um, who have gone into the portal in in recent days? Um, you know, we're we're now at the very end. Um, I suppose a, a few more names could leak out um, of players that went in right at the deadline. You know, which was which was today, yesterday. Um, you know, it's May it's May first, but May first being a Sunday, there there may have been some kind of an opportunity for um, it to extend into today. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I think by by tomorrow we'll know everyone who's in the portal and who's available um, for Nebraska to go after. And, and on the flip side for, for other teams to try to, um, to, uh, to get off the Nebraska roster. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's going to, they're going to look at some more defensive linemen. Um, they're definitely going to want to add more players after O'Shawn Mathis, but he's the big name. He's the big fish um, that, that, that the elite pass rusher that, that, that really this defense has not had. Uh, it, for, for a long time. I mean, you could say that Eric Chenander hasn't worked with a, an elite pass rusher in his four seasons at Nebraska. Now Garrett Nelson has has developed and ha- has has grown into the kind of player who I think can be you know, an all-conference kind of candidate. And, and we, we talked about JoJo Doman earlier, and, and he did um, he did some some good work as a, a guy coming out of the outside linebacker spot or the nickel spot um, later in his career. Um, but they're not traditional uh, defensive ends. And I don't know that O'Shawn Mathis is a traditional four, three hand in the ground defensive end either. This is not JJ Watt. Um, he's a, he's a longer leaner. I mean, 260 pounds, six foot five. Um, I don't think he's going to line up and, and, and just 
smash into a, a Big Ten offensive tackle. He's going to use his leverage. He's going to use his speed. Um, and, and it will be very interesting to see how that works for Nebraska defensively because they're thin at the interior spots, and this doesn't help them there. Um, and, and, and they are in good shape at the, the outside linebacker or defensive end position in a 4-3, whatever, however you want to define it, with, with Nelson and with Caleb Tanner. And, you know, I, and I think Mathis fits in some way into that mix. Um, you know, one thing that Shenander said in the spring that sticks with me now about this defense, um, and especially up front, is they're, they're going to find a way to get their best 11 defensive players on the field. And if that means that you're playing a guy a little bit out of position, um, that's the best option for this defense because they're not deep everywhere. And there are positions that have depth, and then there are other positions that don't even really have, um, you know, a, a returning a returning player with any experience. So they'll they'll manipulate some things. Um, positions may look a little bit unusual in comparison to recent seasons. Um, alignments might look a little bit different. Um, but but I do have confidence in Shenander just seeing his his um, you know, his work at Nebraska um, and his his assistance to uh, to find a way to get those best eleven guys on the field and and uh, and make it work so that this defense can can uh, can try to improve on on what they did a year ago. He's Mitch Sherman of the Athletic. Mitch, we appreciate the time he wrote today about the. Well, he writes every day about the Huskers, but he just came out with a column today. You can follow him on Mitch Sherman um, on Twitter and also find his stuff from The Athletic. So we appreciate the time, and thank you for coming on. Thanks, Nicole. Take care. Thank you, too. That's Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Check his stuff out. We're going to take a break and wrap up the first hour of Ticket Weeknights after this. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffin. Hello. Or as Rico would say, hello. I always know he's going to say that. Okay, so great stuff so far on the show. Right now I'm just following the Met Gala, hashtag Met Gala on Twitter and checking out everyone's outfits. And Nick says, what's the Met Gala? I had no idea. Ugh. So I, I, I don't know what the Met Gala was. So the Met Gala is... It's, it's somewhere people dress up fancy. Formerly called the Costume Institute Gala or the Costume Institute Benefit is an annual fundraising gala, he- gala held for the benefit of the at the Met, the Metropolitan. And it's, there's like a theme and the, the all the celebrities and actresses and anyone who's everyone dresses up for it all fancy-like, so... I just want to see where where does where does the term Met come from? Like the Met in New York. Okay, it's like a museum. Okay, tells you how uncultured I am. Like right, what is the Met? The, what is the Met? The Metropolitan Museum of Art. Oh, okay. So tells you how uh, uncultured Woo! I am. What is the Met? Oh, there. Yeah, it's not everyone knows, but it's fine. Whatever. Good show. Do, so do, does everybody know what that was? Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Do you know what the Met is? Not the Mets. Not the New York Mets. First thing that came to my mind. Which I wonder if that's where they got their name, the Met. Oh, we could do a quick research on this. We can Google everything all the time. So good show so far. We've talked some Husker 
football had mitch sherman on go back and listen to the podcast of the first hour talked a little mm. bit of the draft huskers have three players go in the draft two second rounders one late seventh you know and a lot of undrafted free agents so we'll see who makes makes a run in the what crowbait says he did not know what the met was met gala was well now he does um or yeah the mets are named after are named after their old name which was a corporate name, the New York Metropolitan Baseball Club. Uh, an unnamed texter says, I did not know what the Met for the Met Gala meant. Mm. Okay, good. I feel a little bit well, better about myself. Well, they don't know what the Met means, or they don't know what Met Gala is. Because you I don't like, have to know. You, I had heard of the Met Gala. You don't need I didn't to know, know that it's a museum. Was, yeah, but I didn't know that the Met, is it at the Met? I would assume so. It's okay. the Met Gala. I didn't know if they sponsored it. That could be a whole thing. Okay, this is a great segment. We're going to take a break. And, Interesting. Because um, we went a little bit long with our guest, which is how I like to do it. So two long segments, one short segment to round out the first show, or the first hour of the show. And, um, yeah, call in, text in. Why are you laughing? Because Augie, I know we have to get to break in here a second, but Augie's like, good Lord, Nick. Um, Thank Pecan you. Pie says, I knew what the Met meant. Thank you. I, no, that's and that's fine. Um, yeah, that's all right. It's fine. Hey, it is what it is. Now he knows. Okay, we're going to take a I break. Learn, I learn a lot on this show. Yeah, because you're an uncultured person. Yeah. Whether it's how far Grand Rapids is. Mute him right now. Harrison, mute him. I am from Rapid City, South Rapid- Dakota. Ah! I am not from Cedar ah! Rapids. Okay, we're going to take a break, and Nick is not allowed to have any opinions on the show and probably won't talk for the next hour. Should Nick get his voice back? 402-464-5685. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 